Welcome to Faith in Five, a weekly video devotional designed to discuss practical spiritual concepts in five minutes or less. I'm your host, Mark Vandella. Right, picture with me your ideal backyard barbecue. You get to pick the food, you get to pick the decor, and you get to pick the people. Like everyone who you've ever wanted to spend time with comes to your backyard. Maybe you'll need a bigger backyard than you have, but picture the ideal community or backyard barbecue. Who are the people? What do they look like? What do they believe? Now, take that same backyard barbecue and switch out some of those people for people that you don't like, for people that you don't agree with, for people that look different than you, for people that believe very different things than you. What about people from a different political party a different race, a different religion, or maybe even different sexuality. The hard part about our lives is we live it in a place that's as simple and safe as we could possibly do. We are wrapping up our series based on the book by my friend Nate Pyle called More Than You Can Handle. And throughout this book, we've been looking at the realities of how we prefer to do life, which is usually safe and comfortable, and how it actually plays out. And unfortunately, a safe and comfortable faith doesn't usually map onto real life experiences. And when we try to do that, it leaves us stuck and frustrated. It only works when things are safe and comfortable. And that is just not the way that faith is intended to be lived out. See, oftentimes when we live out our faith and we go to church or we do things uh, where we're serving or, or giving, they are to things that we believe in, that we love, and things that make us comfortable. But faith isn't meant to be lived in safe and simple. Oftentimes things like politics, religion, race, sexuality drive us further apart. But in our barbecue example, if we could just pause for a second and think, at the end of the day, what do we all want? At the end of the day, the person who you most disagree with the person who you may even dislike the most, at the end of the day, what do we desire? Most likely, it's the same thing. It may not be exactly the same, and different parts of our lives maybe don't align. But at the end of the day, we want to be valued. At the end of the day, we want to be loved. At the end of the day, we want our lives to have mattered. And it makes it difficult when we lean on all these things that make us same or different. Most of the time when we think about people, we sort us, we sort others by our differences, not our similarities. And grace, we're wrapping our series up with grace. More grace than you can handle. Grace goes well beyond all of that. And it's very difficult in our human lives to live out what the example of grace that God has set for us. But what if we could get closer? What if we could take some steps in that direction? Would your life be better? Would the world be better? Because we stepped into our differences instead of sorted by those differences. See, unfortunately, a lot of us, when it comes to religion, when it comes to our faith journey, people know more about what we're against than what we're for. We're measured a lot by our infractions, the things that we do wrong, our mistakes, than we are the places that we are similar. 
And Jesus came for a very different purpose. He came to tell a very different story. In Matthew 10, 29 through 31, it weighs in, this Bible verse weighs in on the value that we all have, that at the end of the day, what do we desire? This verse says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of the Father's care. It's essentially saying, even a sparrow, they're worth nothing. But God still cares. So then don't you think that even the hairs on your head are numbered? God knows everything about you. But then don't you also think that you're worth more than a couple of sparrows? Oftentimes when we read that, we think, yeah, yeah, I am. That's awesome. God loves me. What if we apply that verse to the person next to you, the person you don't like, the person that doesn't look like you, the person who doesn't act like you, the person who doesn't believe like you? That verse applies there too, and that's what grace looks like. In Nate Pyle's book, he quotes C.S. Lewis. He he pulls an excerpt from a famous C.S. Lewis um, piece of writing. And it's C.S. Lewis says, The suffering of Jesus the Messiah has removed all human barriers, where all of these things that we usually measure and watch are gone. They're eliminated. That's what grace does. It makes God available to all human beings. It's the only place in anything where everybody's got a clean slate. C.S. Lewis uses the word, he says, even kings, priests, paupers, and prostitutes are on an even playing field. And in our own lives, we love that because it means that we measure up or that we don't have to measure up. But we don't like it when it applies to other people, especially people who don't deserve it. But what if this idea of grace, as it applies to our faith, is bigger than us? What if grace is more than we can handle? This week, as you live out your faith, look for the places where you're holding on to some of those infractions, the the human measurements that we want to put on things and let go. What would it look like to extend grace? What would it look like to get closer to somebody who looks different, believes different than you? Do you think that you would get a bigger picture of God? Because in God's eyes, grace looks so much bigger than we could ever handle. This week, Go get closer to someone who you don't understand, that you don't even agree with. Because grace and empathy both don't require us to agree or understand. They just ask us to step beyond that. That's what God did when he sent Jesus to save us.